Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it a lot. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm glad that you're here tonight with us. Uh, welcome. I uh, sort of brought my home to you. I just uh, wanted to be a little comfortable. Hey, you're sitting down, right? Why can't I sit down, right? You know, and that, I don't know whether you realize it or not, but every day when you roll out of bed, you seek two things in your life every day. You seek pleasure and you seek a way to get away from pain. Every day, we seek those two things in our life. We seek pleasure, and we figure out how we can get away from pain, right? So if you commute in the room, and you're heading out, and you realize, oh, there's an accident on 35W, you're thinking right away, how do I get around it so that I can have more pleasure? How do I get around the pain, right? I mean, when you wake up in the morning, and you open the refrigerator, you know, like our teenagers do, and they just stare. I mean, what they're really doing is they're looking for pleasure. You know, they're not looking for pain, right, in the refrigerator. I mean, when you go out to dinner or whatever, you are ordering pleasure, aren't you? Nobody orders pain. Oh, I think I'll really try the, you know, triple hot sauce tonight. You know, not me for sure, right? I mean, that's how we live. That's what we do, right? My wife works in the schools as a speech therapist, helps kids with their speech, and she had her kids go through the school doing a survey with the teachers, asking them, you know, what is your favorite thing in winter? And the majority of the teachers said, oh, I love sitting under a blanket by the fireplace with a good book, drinking cocoa or coffee. Why? Because it brought them peace right? I think probably most of those were probably women responding to that. Uh, I don't know how many guys in the room are like, well, you know, maybe not so much there, right? But you know what? I, I brought this chair and this ottoman from our living room because every morning when I get up, you know, I, I come before this chair and I actually kneel down. I acknowledge that God is God and I am not. And then I spend time in the chair reading, a good cup of coffee, journaling, that kind of thing. But this chair, I brought it tonight because this chair, you know what, brings me peace, brings me peace. You know, I wore this sweatshirt tonight. My wife was horrified when I put it on. She's not like, she's like, not the sweatshirt, not the, I I walk upstairs some days and I'm wearing the sweatshirt and she'll just say, "I, I see you have the sweatshirt on again. You know, which is telling me, like, I don't like the sweatshirt, right? You know, but us guys know, like, we've, like, you know, broken something in, right? And it's comfortable. It brings us peace, right? And I figured, you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm still paying for the education. I might as well wear the sweatshirt. I mean, I mean, seriously, right? You know, but, uh, you know, I got my slippers on. Why? Because these slippers provide me peace. You know, I mean, even though the right one, it's got a little flat tire on it and stuff, but that's all right. You know, I broke it in already. You know, that kind of thing. I got my Packer, you know, thick uh, socks on, that kind of thing. Why? Because they bring me peace. You know, I love the Christmas season, you know, all the different cookies, candies, and that. But you know what? Eggnog. (laughs) You can only get it around Christmas. Eggnog. 
Matter of fact, we were down at Ruby's Pantry. We do it at our Isani campus, and it's this big food giveaway and all this kind of stuff, and they had eggnog. And, and there was all these, you know, crates of eggnog left over. And I was a little sad because, you know, it was just going to go to waste, and I'm thinking, man, look at all that peace. Look at all that peace, right? That's just going to go to waste, right? But I love eggnog. You can only get it during this time of the year. But here's the challenge. The challenge is I live in the world like you live in the world. And because of that, I have garbage. I accumulate garbage because I live in the world. You know what? I have health issues. There are certain people that sometimes rub me the wrong way. I mean, the vehicle breaks down. You know, sometimes I get angry. You know, my kids sometimes are like, you know, kids, right? You know, sometimes I can be really judgmental towards others. And you know what? I have to deal with my failures in life. And the problem is, like with my garbage, some of it, especially like my failures, I like constantly recycle. Like I keep bringing it up over and over again. And it's not like just, oh, last week. I mean, sometimes it can be like years ago, failure. And you, re- you recycle it, you know? And that is like, the challenge is it, it, it just challenges my peace overall in life. There's an interesting study from Duke University where they tried to find out what provided ultimate peace or peace of mind. And they came up with these eight factors that contribute to an individual's peace of mind. And I just want to share five of these with you briefly here. But the first one is the absence of suspicion and resentment. And I think, boy, that's pretty timely right now, right? Like a lot of people are suspicious or conspiracy this or that or right, whatever, and have resentments, right? But nursing a grudge was a major fact of people not having peace in their life. Secondly, it was not living in the past. An unwholesome preoccupation with our old mistakes and failures don't allow us to have peace, right? Why? Because we keep recycling it over and over again. That doesn't provide us peace. A third factor is they said, refuse to indulge in self-pity when life hands you a raw deal. I mean, accept the fact that none of us in the room really gets through life without having complications or sorrow or misfortune, right? I mean, if we all would be honest in the room, we all got stuff, right? A fourth factor was this. Do not expect too much of yourself. When there's too wide a gap between self-expectation and your ability to meet your goals, then you have this feeling of being inadequate. And it's pretty much inevitable. And so this whole idea of, you know, don't expect too much from yourself provides you peace. And then the fifth one is find something bigger than yourself to believe in. This is interesting. Self-centered, egotistical people score the lowest in all tests when measuring peace. 
people who are self-centered or egotistical have the least amount of peace in life. Now, these factors are great, but here's the challenge for everybody in the room, including myself. I know these factors, but I keep living in the reality of these factors. I do recycle old failures. I do set myself up for higher expectations than I can usually meet. I mean, I do indulge at times in self-pity, thinking that, you know what, my neighbor's got it all. Right? Don't we? It's like, like, oh, everyone's beautiful on my neighborhood road, and we got stuff, right? We think that way. And that is why God sent his son, Jesus Christ, at Christmas to be our ultimate prince of peace. Because he realized that even though we know these factors that provide peace, we can't get there on our own. Matter of fact, in the Old Testament, the old part of the Bible, the prophet Isaiah said what Jesus would be like, and he gave him four names, these four gifts that he would bring to us. In Isaiah 9, 6, it says this, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. Meaning us, you, me, he's given to us. And the government shall be on his shoulders. Meaning he is going to take the weight of the world. He can handle our weight, our stuff. And he shall be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and lastly, the Prince of peace. And this is the kind of peace we need. I mean, him being called the Prince of Peace means that he is the ultimate in peace. He is the author of peace. He provides us peace that is different than the world provides. Yes, we can conjure up a level of peace for our life, right? Or we can try to allow the world to sell us as much stuff or experiences as possible to try to find peace. But in reality, it never comes. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And he provides us peace this Christmas in two ways. The first way is that he provides us eternal peace. This eternal peace comes in two ways. The first way is by making us right with God. We have peace because Jesus makes us right with God. You see, Jesus came ultimately at Christmas to ultimately die on the cross so that our wrong stuff could be made right. You see, because of our sin, we're separated from a relationship with God. Because God is holy, we are sinful, He cannot allow anything sinful in his presence because he's holy. And there's nothing we can do to take care of that. And that's why Jesus came. Matter of fact, Romans 5.1 says this, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. We now have this peace with our Heavenly Father. Because Jesus took care of our sin on the cross and took care of that conflict with our Heavenly Father and made us right. You know, it's so similar 
at home if we're having conflict with one of our children or maybe our spouse, right? And at some point, that conflict is taken care of. There's forgiveness that is extended. And then what comes after that? There's peace. Why? Because that relationship has been mended. And that's what Jesus does for us. He provides us this eternal peace because we are now right with our heavenly father. But as well, he not only makes us right with God, he makes us right with death. Nobody, nobody looks forward to death. Nobody likes death. But the reality is we're all going to die. But in Jesus, we live. That provides eternal peace. In the book of John, Jesus' good friend Lazarus dies. And Jesus eventually comes after he's dead. And his sisters, Mary and Martha, aren't too happy about it. And they're talking to Jesus about the situation. But Jesus tells them this in John eleven. 25. He's speaking to Martha and he says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me shall live even though they die. I mean, that provides all of us in this room eternal peace. And so Jesus comes at Christmas as the Prince of Peace. And he, first of all, offers us this eternal peace, making us right with God and making us right with death. That even though we die, we live because he came. But there's a second peace that he brings us beyond just eternal peace. He brings us as well everyday peace. He offers that to us. You know, it's rare that I cook, you know, at at home. It's rare that I cook at home. So when I do, I typically, you know, ask my wife, you know, hey, could you give me a little peace and quiet as I'm cooking, you know? So she goes over and she takes the batteries out of the smoke detector. (laughs) So typically what she does, right? So I got peace and quiet, but no. But, you know, we, we think that, like true peace, like everyday peace, is having a life of ease, right? But in reality, it can't happen. And in reality, Jesus doesn't promise us that at all. What he promises us is his presence and his help. You know, Jesus said this, in John 16, about life. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may find peace or have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. You know, Jesus is very plain and clear. He knows that we are going to have trouble, challenges. And he says, listen, I understand I lived in the flesh. I lived among you. I know what it's like to accumulate garbage and recyclables. And that is why when the angels came to the shepherds, 
out in the fields when Jesus was born. What did they say? Glory to God in the highest. And what? On earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. You see, those who acknowledge Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord for eternal peace have everyday peace because his favor rests on them. Glory to God in the highest, right? And on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. And so tonight, do you have that eternal peace? Do you have that everyday peace that Jesus offers? Because here's reality. You know, I got the chair I enjoy in the morning, and it provides me peace. I got the sweatshirt that, boy, I like wearing around, and it's comfortable, and it provides me peace, and I got cookies and eggnog and that. But the reality is, is I still need to live in the world. I mean, I can't just stay in my chair. I mean, I've tried. My wife won't let me. No, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, that's just reality, right? We got to go out in the world. But that's where Jesus invites us. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, he says this. You know, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all knowledge, all understanding, right? will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. You see, when we bring our garbage, when we bring our recyclables that keep going over in our head and our heart to him, he either unloads it or he helps us work through it. And he brings a perspective that brings this abiding peace, this deeper peace that the world can bring. So that this summer, when I found out I had cancer, walking through that, my mind could have went down a hundred different roads. I could have Googled everything I wanted to Google. But yet I decided I'm going to stay with the eternal peace of God and the everyday peace of God. And I'm going to allow him to walk me through whatever I need to walk through. And I had peace because he brought the proper perspective that only he can bring as the Prince of Peace. And that's what he's inviting each one of us to receive. That is why he came, to be our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, everlasting Father, and this Prince of Peace. And so our worship team is going to come out and they're going to share a song with you. 
And we just want you to listen to these words. But as they play this song, I want you to reflect and to answer for yourself. Do you have eternal peace? Do you have everyday peace? Because it only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord. And do you have him? <laughs>